podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, it's week 13. That thing called rain... I don't think it ever existed. I don't think we've ever had it. It's just all been a figment of our imagination because, again, we've had a seamless Saturday with no cricket curtailed by the weather. Brilliant stuff. Um, my co, um, co-cricket analyst here, Sal Ali, um, you, you'll know about the weather. We, we're not going to have any weather interrupting cricket forever again, are we? What, what, what's the Daily Star saying? It's now saying that we're going to go to October almost without any weather. Wow. And it continues. We could have a hot Halloween. Um, a hot so Halloween. Imagine that. Um, yeah, Fantastic. so yeah, we've had another good weekend, loved it, loving in the weather so Excellent, and were, were you standing yourself on Saturday, were you doing a North London yeah. game or were you in the league? I was in the league yesterday, so I had um, a Division 3 game, it was um, AP, Alexandra Park playing against Kenton, which I'll come to later on. Good, 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 good. Um, if we start in the Prem, as we always do, then... We had a slightly strange week, didn't we? Uh, both of the top two didn't quite uh, didn't quite hit it off. Yeah, so I mean, the top two are still the top two, but then you picked up one point between them, which is quite rare. Normally, you almost know, unheard of this season. They've yeah. been firing on all cylinders, haven't they? Yeah, almost been you know going toe to toe. They are and winning games consistently. But this weekend, it was a turn of um, actually Hampstead to sort of support a party for North Mid. Um, Will Roberts, who's um, I think must have injured because you know, he hasn't played too much once cricket this season, but. His opening spell really put Hampton in the driving seat. You know, he took out the three main men at the top, um, Alex McQueen, Joe Cracknell and um, Matt Moran, cheaply, very cheaply. Um, and then after that was a turn of this uh, spin pair of the two bends, uh, Fraser and Lockrose. Um, and they combined to bowl North Mid out for 167. I know last week they defended a low total against Stan Moore, but I think 167 was a little bit out of their reach. And um, Fraser's side, Brent Fraser's side, Hampstead, came home with a four-wicket win. So... Well done. Sam Smythe was a key. Scored 80 runs as um, said Hampstead sort of pulled off a bit of a shock this weekend. Mm. Quite a big win for Hampstead as well, isn't it? I mean, they're now on 60 points. They're, they're still eighth in the league, but that's, that's 21 points ahead of Richmond with five games to go. You'd think, although Hampstead won't probably say it out loud, that, that relegation shouldn't really be happening for them this season. They're just about far enough away, aren't they? You'd think so. But um, with, with the win-lose cricket coming up in another... I think two weeks it starts. You know, you know, if a side gets in a little run, collection of wins together, they can, you know, easily sort of jump up three or four places. So I'm sure Ben's not taking his foot to bed at the moment, thinking that they're safe and they'll still be looking to play, you know, positive cricket and pick up at yeah. least two, two, probably two more wins. You, you'd think will be enough yeah. to um, secure another league in, in the Prem. And you can turn it round, only. Yeah, they're 11 points behind Stanmore, who are fourth. So you, yeah. you can turn it round and say there's plenty of opportunities there. Although next week I see they play Teddington. So they, they, you know, it doesn't get any easier. But given how they played against North Mid, they'll probably go into that with a bit of confidence, right? Yeah, you think so. You, 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 you've beaten the reigning leaders at the moment. Current leaders, sorry. And now you've taken the second best place. So, you know, there's no better statement to make than showing we can compete with the best in the league by beating the top two in the space of two weeks. So... That surely yep. will be Hampstead. I mean, as I said, with the, with the where we've got to continue as it is at the moment with dry, dry spells we've had, um, I can imagine that probably being quite a high-scoring game. Um, just seeing how Hampstead yeah. played this season, it's been officially a road. So expect a run fest next week. But saying that, it'll probably be 100 plays 80 all out. <laughs> 
Such as cricket, Sal. That's the way it yeah. often goes. Um, and Teddington are probably thinking much the same, aren't they? Because they, they didn't get beat this week, but they, they had very much the worst of a draw against a, a rejuvenated crouch end. Yeah, so the reigning champs posted 279. Um, they were struggling at 1.195 for eight, but they've got Abscarana. We all know about his bowling prowess, but the guy came back as well. He scored 52 not out. So, um, as I say, crouch end got to what you'd think of the ta- challenging total. Not only Teddington's pitch does take spin, and they've got the best spin bowl in the league. Um, and he did, as expected, bowl a long spell. So Apscarana bowled 27 overs and took 5.53, sort of 10 and 10, sort of limped their way to 187 for 8. And in the end, that's for the point and the losing draw. Which who knows that could be. It could be really important at the end. It doesn't look it now. Um, but, but you never know. That one point could be the difference between, uh, between coming first and coming second. Um, while we're talking about Crank Gentile, I think both you and I exchanged messages in the week about this. There was a very interesting article in the New Statesman magazine that, uh, looking at cricket, looking at challenges of race in, in this country. And Crouch End got quite a big mention in, in that. And I think regardless of what you think of the issue, I think it's worth a read. Uh, and I know both you and I read it with interest. And, and I strongly encourage anybody who's interested in the future of cricket, in, not just in Britain, but in our county, um, to, to have a good look at that. It's at the New Statesman's, uh, on the New Statesman's website. Um, there'll be quite a few names that people, pe- people recognise in that piece. And, um, you know, for some it might be quite a tough read, but I think it's a good read. And um, I strongly encourage people to have a look at it. I mean, you, you did have a chance to look through it as well, didn't you? Yeah, it just gives an insight to what's taken place at Crouch in the last seven, eight years, how this sort of um, bandwagon of success started, you know, what's the catalyst for it and how they've maintained it over the years. Yep. So as you said, definitely, definitely worth a read. I really enjoyed yep. reading the article. Just gives you an insight into what happens at Crouch and the club, what they're doing, but also just in general, what you know, the issues that exist within the game that sometimes are yep. challenged. Exactly. Many of the broader issues that go way beyond Crouch End. Although there were there were there were interesting tales there about some of the experiences that they'd um, you know that they'd had. So so yeah, give it a read if you've got um, five minutes to spare on the New Statesman's website. Good to have a gander. In terms of the other results on Saturday, well, Shepherd's Bush, you'd think, would have a chance here now that Teddington got one point, North Middlesex have got none, but they um, they blew it, right? They got beat by Ealing. Well, it's the nature of the league, isn't it, Dan? How <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. You, you can't just... There's no bankers, are they, in this in this, in, in all the regional yep. world, I would say, in most cases. You know, I mean, Ealing, you know, took a bit of a beating last week at your place. Yep. Um, you know, some blows on, you know, on, on some literal sort of blows, ball. yeah. That's yeah, Christian exactly. Martin, yeah. yeah. So, great character and, and you know, commitment to sort of come back and, and beat the bush who we know have been flying this season. So, um, Ealing's one by five wickets, uh, Bush are in a great position, one five nine for one. George Collins, who's in Australia soon, still 66, and Joe Carrasco, you know, scored a load of runs this year on 74. But then Alex Fell, another player again, who's sort of been in the ones and twos or in between the two sides. Took four wickets and needing sort of fought back into the game. But even so, I would I was I would think Bush looking at two six four for eight will be thinking you know this is our game to win. Mm. Um, however, unfortunately, they came up against Robbie White, as we all know, Middlesex professional good cricketer, player. very good player. Um, you know when he can plays for Reading because it's his boyhood club, been there for years, come through the cult system there now. You know it's made make a living playing for Middlesex, but scored ninety six and then. Uh, Scott Inson came in and scored 53 not out and sort of, you know, got them home and probably puts any kind of talk of Eden being thrown in the relegation mix to yeah. bed, I would say. Yeah, 25 points ahead of Richmond, just the five games left. Be pretty catastrophic implosion if Ealing end up in the bottom two. I mean, never say never, but I think they'll be pretty pleased with uh, 
with their weekend's efforts, as was Stanmore, right? Stanmore still fourth, good win against Twickenham. Um, I mean, it, it, it looked it, it looked pretty straightforward from where I was sitting. Did you follow that at all? I kind of, I mean, yeah, I was sort of in between sort of tea, 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 when I was having tea, just checking the results and score at the game sort of progress. I mean, I, I, I was impressed with performance by Stanmore. Um, yep. you know, your, your guy's two, five, three. Blake Cullen, I, I think he's got, just played a batter, is that correct? Wasn't it? Wasn't That's correct. Well? Yeah, he didn't bowl yesterday, yep. Scored 72 in Russian Will Azada playing against his old club, scored 58 not out. So 2 5 3 for 9 is not an easy score. Um, but Stanmore, as I said, for me, apart from whoever wins the league, these guys for me are one of the success of the season. You know, I can't remember the last time a club's come up from the, into the Prem and made such an impact the way they have. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, I could say that because Crash did that. Sorry, sorry, excuse me. But based on that, it's exactly. quite from rare. last year. Yeah, yeah it's, quite, it's quite a rare thing for a side to come and. Division up and making an impact yet from Crouching, yeah. obviously. Fantastic example of that. But Stanmore, yeah, they had a great season. Um, the Rygo brothers, you know, led the way as, as yeah. they do. Steve, 83, and then Brother Grant is captain, score 59. Benanchi Rafu, the player I mentioned again in the past, played in for Hong Kong, um, came and scored 69 not out, and they won quite easy, didn't they? Um, yeah, they it. did. It, I, I think that the, the, it's one of those games where there's lots of things that I think Twickenham could look at and say, oh, we, that could have gone a bit differently. We got, got off to a rocket start with Neville Tolbert, but, it, you know, he, he got 27, but you, you want him to get 77, don't you, uh, rather than that. And we had a couple of other guys who got into 30s, didn't quite go on. Blake Cullen got out at just the wrong time. You know, I know he got 70, but we were building up to it to a bit of a crescendo in the final 10. And then and, and then he, he was dismissed. So there are lots of things that could have gone differently. And we could have done a bit better, but Stanmore just just played good thr- cricket throughout, and that they were good value for their win from what I saw. So, um, so hats off. Um, I'm sure the tea was excellent as well. I haven't had a feedback on that, but I'm, I I will get some. So, um, well, Dan, I'm I sure. can't believe you didn't head over there. Found some excuse yeah. to pop in there. School I mean, error on my part. drive through. I understand that, but I, if there's a reason to go to Stanmore, your team's playing at Stanmore, and you're going to see the best teams. I did see a clip on, I think one of the umpires who was there yesterday likes to sort of post. Um, where he's umpiring and sort of pops up with pictures and he put a picture of the tea and it was actually <sighs> the, the dessert, which is my favourite part of the tea and it looked phenomenal. I was just salivating. Well, the thing is, I did miss a trick there, Sal, because I had friends visiting from Germany this weekend, so I didn't actually get to too much cricket. Um, obviously, following it on devices secretly at home. But, um, but yeah, I, I could have taken them there and said, right, the best thing about cricket is you stop halfway through for this fantastic feast of a tea and they'd have been sold for life, wouldn't they? I'd, I'd have sort of, you know, converted them instantly, but I, I forgot about that. So uh, next time. The only thing without that, after that, they'll be disappointed because you can't, you can't, you start with the best tea ever you're probably going to have. So anything mm. after that would be a bit of a disappointment, I imagine, but still, yeah. This is a fair point, yeah. This is, yeah. What did German cricket tea look like? That was my thinking on this. It's a bratwurst for tea. Wouldn't it be fantastic? Interesting, yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. we're partners okay. well somewhere as well. Yeah, we, we, we've digressed quite impressively there. So, yes, yeah, Stanmore, good, you know, good, clear victors. No complaints from our, our part. We, we regroup and um, welcome North Mid next week, which will be an interesting one. Um, and North Mid and Twickenham over the years have had a whole host of really interesting games. So, even though they're top, I think, um, you know, w- w- it could be worth keeping an eye on that one. Richmond will be pretty relieved, though, right? They managed to get um, 10 points against Hornsey, and that brings them right up to uh, Twickenham's tail. Yes, yeah, so just four points now between Twickenham and yep. Richmond. Uh, it's a game Richmond had to win. You know, it was you know it was, it was one of those just have to win the game really, and, and they did. It wasn't easy though. They would have to work for the for the result. Um, one by four wickets in the end. I mean, Hornsey again got himself into a good position. One two two for three. Matt Jenkins OT fifty five not out, but then just fell to one four four five without James Nelson. Um, I'll come to his dad later on. Um, he's 
Dallas Rob Nelson. So Jamie Nelson, I think left arm spinner, took five for seventeen, and his spell was really really important in terms of getting Richmond into a good position. Um, Mahonzi, you know, they don't give up easy. They did fight hard, but you know when you got some Adam London in your side, it's just what yeah. you need in, in a, a tricky kind of chase like that. And his third take night out was ideal, and Richmond win win ten points. So as you said, it's now four point gap between Richmond and Tennington. Sorry, Richmond and. Uh, Twickenham, it's so it's getting really, really interesting. And actually, next week Richmond actually have got Ealing, so Ealing, it's a game they could target. You know, yeah. sort of maybe again pick up some more points. But yeah, so it's getting close. Yeah, well, it's that time of the season where there's plenty of connotations. Every game is an important game, and um, uh, and that's that's as true for next week as it will be for the other four. So yeah, something to keep an eye on. There's going to be plenty of cricket left in that relegation battle. I'd have thought. If we move on to Division 1, um, Harris and Marys, top of the pile, but they didn't have it all their own way against Winchmore Hill, did they? No, it's a low-scoring game. Um, yep. they, they batted first and, and made 1-6-9 all out. I mean, again, they were in a difficult situation, 6-2 for 7. Um, during De Silva, 6-2 not out. It's a good performance, that, getting to 1-6-9 from there. It, massive, massive. Um, you know, you're looking at you know, 1-10, 1-20 all out. It's a different ball game, is it, completely? So... Indebted to the innings of De Silva and Jaraki Joseph scored 40 as well. So, you know, with, with the attack they have, they would have been confident they could defend that, and they did. Um, didn't actually bowl Winchmore Hill out. Winchmore actually got the, the, the lion's share of the points, got the winning yeah. draw, but they were 1 3 9 for 9 in the end. Um, you know, having the on sort of Kawakazmi and Ravitel bowling over and after over against them. So they set that to dig in in some ways. Jim Gatton was back in the ranks, so I'm sure they'd be delighted to see him playing again. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, they didn't have the best of starts, um, but I'm sure as, as the weeks go, and we'll find that form he's had in the years gone by and prove what a good player he is. Yep, I mean it looks like a really interesting game of cricket. You know, just about squeaked the draw there, 45 overs, nine wickets down. You know, fast, lots of fascinating stuff going on. But um, it does mean that Harris and Mary stay top just, uh, and they're two points out of Bronsbury, who got back to winning ways against Barnes. Yeah, so back to winning away for Bronsby. Um, and, you know, we had a double Nelson this weekend, didn't we? So James yeah. took five in, in uh, Richmond's game. And Dad also said, well, if you can do that, I can do the same. So he also took five. So Rob Nelson took five wickets for, um, for Bronsby. So I'm sure it's a happy household on Saturday night in the, in the Nelson household. Um, father and son celebrating together. Barnes was out for yep. one five five, um, And then an opening stand of 62 for Bronsby sort of got them, got them in the way. And there was home over six wicket wins. So... James Avery will be delighted that they're back on, on the winning sort of trail and only two points actually separate them and Harrison Murray's now. Yeah, and, and I th- again, at the top of that table is looking really interesting because next week, um, small matter of Bronsbury v North London, right? And you guys are third. Yeah, and we had a good win against, against um, Enfield, uh, 135 run win. Um, will Jones shown what brilliant all-rounder he is. Bat and ball just demonstrated, as I said, what skills he has. Smash 70, 73, Will Lake 67. Um, we decked off 46 over, so you know, credit to Alan O'Shea, the captain, for being positive about that. Good positive and, declaration, I like that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, and then sort of gave the ball to Will Chan and said, okay, we can do the ball now, and he sort of produced four for 44. So, I mean, he's not the stuff in that of Enfield early on taking two or three early wickets, and you know, Enfield have, have had, a, had a tough season, runs have been hard to find, and you know, they, 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 was, they fell well short, but just on, I mean, I'll Spoke off about this. I will say, what a great set of lads. I mean, I came back to the club last night around after seven ish, um, and the Enfield boys were there to at least 11, um, putting some good money behind our bar. And some of them carried on the bar guys afterwards into, into Crouch. And so, 
Um, really good set of guys. I think, you know, they, they're not going to admit it now, and nor will we, but it will be a hard ask for them to stay up from where they are now. Um, but I think that the future does look quite positive in some ways. They've got, you know, a great lead in Tony Sayers. He's probably had not had the season he wanted. His brother, Brad, excellent left-arm spin bowler. And they've got some good young players who, who would have found this season tough, but would, would have learned a lot. And, you know, if they do go into Div 2, which looks like it may well be the case, um, what they do have is a lot of unity within that sort of side. They all get on well with each other. They all play for each other. Um, and they're definitely going to develop the cricket as, as, you know, as the years go by. So, you know, hopefully, you know, they, they have, um, you know, I mean, as I said, they could stay up. Who knows what could happen. But if they do go down, if they stay together as a side, I think the future could be pretty bright, hopefully, for them. And also, I think people, and I, I say this very much in the knowledge that, that my club are eighth at the moment and in a relegation battle, but relegation's not the end of the world, Sal. No one wants to get relegated. It's not what you play cricket for or any sport for, but, you know, it happens. You deal with it. You, you, you bounce back. And, and there's a whole host of clubs who could, um, you know, who could tell that sort of story. So you, you go week to week. And, of course, next week, I mean, I'm not saying it's win or bust, but they play Wembley, right? And if they lose to Wembley, they'll be at least 22 points behind them with only four games left. So I think next week's a big week. And I've got no doubt that Enfield will be targeting it um, and trying to get as many points out of that game as they can. Because poor old Wembley, they, they really are struggling. Although it looks like a bit of a thriller against Osterley. Yeah, we must win, win by one, one wicket. So um, I mean, yep. Wembley post the score they've been really happy to get because they, again, as we mentioned, Enfield struggled to score runs recently. 2-3, uh, 1-9. Yep. Darrow Boy, 69. You know, obviously, they're not going to sort of sit around and back the whole 50 over to get that toast, are they? So they weren't at all. Not where they were. Yeah. yeah, you know, they weren't going to, you know, hang around as, as they like to sort of get on with things. Chet and Sharma opened the batting, scored 51. But 211 for nine, it looked like Wembley were favourites. You know, you'd yep. think number 20 odd runs needed. Can they take that final wicket? But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And lost his last pair at a 23. And that win now, see them jump in sixth place. So it just shows the importance of, of getting a win um, yeah. and how it can just fly up that table. So they're, they're, not, they're not out of the, the relegation equation, I would say. I mean, it's still 19 points of Wembley who are ninth. But again, that, that would give them lots of confidence as they go into. But boy, so what a swing that is. I mean, yeah. if Wembley win that game, Wembley are on 44 points and Osterley are on 41. So that yes. means Osterley are ninth. And Wembley are eighth, uh, yeah. and as you just said, Osterley have you know let leapfrog into the middle of the table there. So wow, you know that that fifteen twenty minutes, half an hour's passage of play could well be season defining. And also, you can't deny them as a club having gone through what happened Ugh, last yeah. week with the what a season. Fire, yeah. You know, um, it's some some karma, good karma was due their way. So yeah. maybe that was it yesterday. Do we know anything more about Fridge Freezer Gate? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've not anything since then, but um, if yeah. anyone wants, wants to get in touch with us and give us some more information, we'd be more than happy to, you know... Um, Spread the word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Um, last game in the division, interesting one, Finchley-Acton. Two sides were definitely in the promotion race, and Acton came out pretty clearly on top, didn't they? I mean, they've been threatening to win, haven't they, in the last few weeks? I mean, we spoke to Sihil yeah. last week, and he was saying just how they've just, you know, struggled to get over the line despite playing lots of good cricket. Um, but yesterday, it all came to fruition. Six-wicket win against Finchley. Um, kept Finchley down to one nine three for 8 um, Bridge, Bridge Shirapuri scored 59 not out for Finchley. Josh Taylor, Wembley's over, um, actions overseas, took four wickets. And then a guy who's having a great season so far, James O'Neill, continues mm. a good form, scored 86. So, it's, it's, I mean, it's something I mentioned to you before. It, the division's taken like a, 
a split, two-part split, isn't it? So you've got five sides from 81 to 95 points. Um, it really is he, a split. You're right. 30 points he, between fifth and sixth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you've got five sides from 20 to 31 points. So Acton will not consider to out of this title race. They will be thinking we've got a chance now. They're playing Barnes next week in the last of the time games, um, which have you know played good cricket in, haven't won as many as they'd like to, but they've always been in good, solid positions. Um, be buoyed by the win against Finchley. And as I said, they're just 12 points off, off Bronsbury. So you get another 12 points next week and you're going into the time, into the, the overs cricket, we're in a great position. So that division is fascinating. Yep. And it's worth noting, after Barnes, Acton, welcome Bronsbury and then go to Harrison Mary's. So as you so, say, it's in their hands. Yep. Fixtures keep coming, don't they? Uh, as you'd expect. That's, um, again, interesting. And they finish against Enfield. I mean, and that probably wouldn't be the worst opponent to have on the last day of the season either. So all, all sorts of stuff. Um, that could happen there, which um, we will keep an eye on. If we move to Division 2, though, Sal, um, well, I'm not sure what to say about this, but Division 2, um, Harrowtown lost. I know, something odd in the year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, although, if the side's going to beat him down, it's going to be Southgate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was and a they, they were, clash. Yeah. So, you know, one playing two. Um, Southgate, shown in recent weeks, they're a very good side, and they sort of, you know, would have sort of, wouldn't say giant killers in some way, but they 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 decide that's ended the streak, the unbeaten streak, winning by thirty eight runs. Um, Josh Ray scored eighty eight crucial innings. Um, Southgate made full full allocation of fifty five runs, so two two nine for seven. Harsh Ray took fifty five forty six. Harrowtown, as we know, are a very positive side and like to come out and attack. But it just seemed one of them days where Southgate was on it from ball one, made it hard work. I mean, incredible innings by Murad Khan to one hundred and one um, yeah. in, in their chase. But it fell to Ben Elders to be the hero. Took the final wicket, and you know Southgate are now only sixteen points behind. But more importantly, twenty-four points ahead of East Coast, who are yeah. in third. So yeah. congratulations, to Southgate. We said it before. We'll say it again. But I mean, phenomenal achievement by Harrowtown to go well over a season. Uh, um, unbeaten and with this winning record and every team loses once in a while even the very very best get beat so I'm sure they won't be too damn beat about it they'll lick the wounds and they'll come back um, they'll come back stronger next week and of course they play Highgate next week which is you know Highgate a fourth Highgate on the yeah. worst team in that league uh, they'll be looking to make sure they bounce back though no doubt about that I mean is that right but next week they could they could be chatting they've got a 40 point lead at the moment um, so win next week with four to play I mean Possibly, probably not, but you'd, you'd, you'd be getting the champagne they, on ice, wouldn't you, by then, I would say. Yeah, they could be, in theory, 52 points ahead of East Coke uh, yeah. with four games left. So, yeah, they, they could go up next week. But, I mean, I just want you know, to, to, to draw a line under that unbeaten run, just a phenomenal achievement. And congratulations right. to all Harry Town. They'll go again and they'll want to have another 20 plus games unbeaten. And um, who'd bet against them the way they're playing at the moment? Um, elsewhere, East Coke. Um, well, East, East Coast were playing Harrow in what looks like a pretty high-scoring affair. Yeah, another sort of run fest. Um, yeah, Ronald, Ronald Etienne. I mean, when when this guy gets going, there's no stopping him. He's a beast. He? I mean, yeah. he just goes in and he and he can hit a big ball and 113 of 97 balls. What very inexact. Hmm. And um, good support from Keddy Lesporis called 86. So Harrow won eight. Sorry, 320 for five. Um, East Coast bit of a tall wall and chasing that down. Um, Harpal Segu scored 76 and Aaron Sarbant, one of the young lads at Middlesex, scored 80. But in the end, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be enough. So, said Harrow came away with the winning draw in that situation there. And 
I mean, they're no, they're no threat of going down or going up, I suppose, looking at where they are on the table. So, yeah, I'm sure they're just kind of enjoying their cricket. So, yes, East Coast finished on 258 for 7 or 50 over. So, um, yeah, Harrow Town, sorry, Harrow, I should say, not Harrow Town, excuse mm. me. Uh, good day with Etienne at the four again. Yep, big winning draw. Um, another team would be pretty happy with life, I'd have thought, or happier, is Ealing Trailfinders. Right, still ninth, still five points behind Indian Jim, but they're certainly a lot closer than they were after beating Highgate in yet another 600-ish run game. Yeah, crazy amount of runs being scored. Mm. Um, and this is an incredible innings from Shabazz Mir, 179 yeah. out of 318. Um, and that is some innings. But 318, as you know, at Highgate, is not, you know, it's not it, yeah. 318 or like elsewhere. It's the kind of score you probably think is, you know, is within a reach, small boundaries, rapid outfield, normally a decent track as well. Um, but it was, it was Hanif Alexander sort of bowled sort of off spin uh, to 8 for 84. I mean, Highgate had a very good start. The opening bats, you know, put in a decent partnership and won the Blyton Brothers and Johan. But then sort of wicked start in the tumble. And in the end, it was trail finals who got home. Um, bowling hat, Highgate for 272. So, as mm. you said, a big win. Yeah, absolutely. And... They may still go down, but uh, but Trailfinders will definitely be uh, cheered up by that. And of course, Indian Jim Carner drew as well above them. I mean, they'll you know they look like they were in a right ding dong do. There's a load of good games in this division this week with um with, with a close encounter with South Hampstead. Yeah, I mean close low, low, I mean close game. Um, one of my good friend of mine umpired a game at Chatham Road. He said they were doing a late start due to traffic issues and players getting there late. But um, he said it was a really good game of cricket. He, and he loved. The food has given off, so they get he gets a lovely tea. I'm very jealous of him. And then he said it was well treated afterwards by the engine in Indian Jim who put in a great spread for him afterwards as well. So he was stuffed literally uh, all day. Um, but yeah, so Jim Carner 2 2 2 all out, Southampton 2 1 5 for 9. You know, close game in the end. And mm. you'd think Jim Carner five point lead over Trophy. But if you look at next week's fixtures, Jim Carner travelled to Titans, um, and Trophy take on Brentford. So you've got the bottom four playing each other. So things could change around next week. Yeah, that could be quite a defining week if results go in particular ways, couldn't they? Uh, yeah. Uh, another one to keep an eye on. If you move to Division 3, well, again, interesting cricket across the board here. Uh, now, Wickham House is nine points clear at the top. That, that's, um, that, that's, that's the first thing to say on this. And they... They, they didn't have things all their own way, although they, they clearly have a good season. They had a winning draw in a, a pretty tight contest against Actonians. It was 2-3-9 for 8 for Wickham House off, um, uh, off 47. And Actonians very nearly got there off, off 53. They were just a couple of runs short. So, um, so, so you know, lots going on there. Yasser Ahmed scored 91 for Wickham House. He's now got um, just shy of 600 runs for the season. Um, second in the division to Sean Gomez there in terms of aggregate runs scored. Uh, Marcus Maven, 83 not out for Actonians, good knock. But I think this was this was actually sort of meandering to um, to, to a you know a pretty not mundane but a, a run of the mill draw until um, Paul Maddock came in and he and he blasted 58 not out off 29 balls for Actonians and suddenly I think this total was well and truly on and he nearly got them there and they, they needed 18 off the last over and ultimately managed just the 15 which is still a good effort so, so they, were, they were a fraction short um, and found themselves still with the losing draw to hang on to but a game that looked for all intents and purposes like it was going to be a run-of-the-mill draw uh, nearly ended up with Actonians pulling off a, a bit of a shock um, Second place, well, Kenton stayed second despite losing to um, Alexandra Park. And you were there, Sal, so you, you'll know more about this than I do. Yeah, I had a good view of this game uh, as I was standing yeah. in this game. 
Um, yes, yeah, so AP. Not such or, a high scoring one. This one was it? No. It was, um, it, I mean, I'll be honest. It wasn't the best track. Definitely yeah. got harder as the day went on. So I think Kenton probably had the worst of the conditions. Um, I mean, I initially thought one sixty is a good score, um, yeah. but as Kenton was batting, I was probably thinking that one twenty is a good score because it wasn't easy at all. It was variable bounce. Um, you know, some sort of balls sort of going quite high, and then you know, sort of shoulder height a couple, of, and then you had some that sort of shot low, but. In the game itself, um, two sort of contrasting styles. I'm interested in, I like to sort of watch captains and how they analyze, how they manage their sides. So you've got um, Kalpesh Karai, who's the Kenton captain, very sort of positive captain, very clear in his expectations of what he wants from his players, um, sort of high standards, doesn't like complacency. And I like that. He's very sort of, you know, on the front foot as a captain um, mm. and leads by example. You know, he's got his players playing from where he's got Jimmy Abbott, another, another good guy, but he's sort of a bit more laid back, bit of a quiet approach, but again, you can see... And Jimmy Abbott was captain last year, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and you can tell he's got a lot of respect from his play as well. So, yeah, in uh, one four seven for for AP, batting first, um guy called Craig Denby came in and hit 45, just almost, it was like a T20 game for him, he was just trying to hit everywhere. Mm. And in the context of the game, that, that was probably the best way to bat, because if you try and sort of get your head down, there's one ball that's going to get you. So you might as well just try and ride your luck in some ways and get as many as you can, and he did that. So as I said, it's called 1-4-7. Um, Cowbridge bowled a decent spell, left arm spin, picked up some wickets. So as I said, 1-4-7, you're thinking you're in with a chance. But, you know, AP came out, all guns blazing. Um, so they've got Will Harry, both sort of steady, steady seam, bowling from one end. And um, Callum Nippo, who's uh, another with the Portuguese connection, um, he's joined the season, left arm spin, getting... Turn and bounce from his end wasn't easy to play at all, um, and sort of you know Kenton were really finding it difficult. As I said, in the wicket was one of the reasons why, but the bowl was actually bowled really as well. So AP's attack, I thought, didn't give many four balls at all. Really kept mm. it tight, good fielding as well. Um, very rash Patel keeper batted eight. I'm not sure why he came in eight, but he looked a good bat. Scored a 35, but in the end 90 all out, and it was AP who was uh, celebrating afterwards. And they're still now firmly in the promotion hunt, aren't they? I mean, they are eight points behind Kenton. They played Wickham House the week before. So, in theory, their fixture list gets a bit easier and you'd hope that, or they would hope, that they're going to have a chance to pick up a few points along the way. And um, I think it's London Tigers next week, who, much as we always talk about Sammy Hyder being a league legend, they are, they are eighth in the league, London Tigers. So, AP, still in with a shout there. Yeah, I mean, the, the yesterday was almost like a free game for them, really. The pressure was off them. You know, yeah. Kenton and the side were trying to get promotion and... You know, I, I still think Kenton are, having seen them and seen Wickham House and seen AP now, I've umpired all three sides now, I still think Kenton have probably got enough to get promotion if they play the cricket they play the season because there's lots of good players in that side. Um, yeah. You can win games for them. AP, as I said, they're, they're, they're quite a sort of, you know, rela- I mean, they play hard cricket, but they're also quite a relaxed bunch of guys as well. So I think they just try and enjoy it. And they enjoy it after the game as well. You know, I mentioned last time I was there, Really hospitable people, really look after you. There, the there was a Dutch fan club there this week. Well, wasn't yeah. It? Did I? So, yeah. There was a bit of a big group of guys sitting down. So I spoke to some of the AP guys who are these blokes here, and they said um, they had a side come over from, from Holland called Excel, a club called Excelsior. It was their fourth level that came over. And they played on the Thursday, I think, in a friendly against the AP guys. And then another game was Sunday against somebody else. So Saturday evening, they just came down to the club and I think put quite a few quid behind the bar in terms of the alcohol they're um, consuming. So there was a good atmosphere there. You had the Dutch guys getting on well with all the AP guys and having a bit of a laugh. And then you had a nice um, Sri Lankan buffet, which looked really interesting, but I had to go. So unfortunately, couldn't sample that. 
Um, actually, also found out, Dan, that you know, I'm, I'm sure that we think most of our listeners are males, but we do have a female listener. So, um, excellent. Jimmy, we cater for everybody on this podcast. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so Jimmy Abbott's um, partner was there. Alex, um, nice to meet her. She's expecting to congratulations to him, Jimmy, and his partner. And they actually timed it well as well because the baby's due, I think, December time. So. By the yeah, time he's, a cricket, he's a cricket guy, Jimmy. I'd expect nothing less. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy's worked it out well. So, um, yeah, so she says she listened to the podcast. So I thought give a mention to Alex, um, Jimmy's partner. So first of all, congratulations on your pregnancy. And also, thanks for being a listener. Excellent. Excellent stuff. And, um, yeah, and it sounds like good cricket as well, a bit being serious. You know, it sounds like a, a fascinating game. And you don't have to score 300 runs of a fascinating game of cricket, um, as, as I guess you saw there. Um, even if the track probably wasn't, wasn't ideal. There may be a few other stories about tracks as we get on in this pod, but I, I've been treated to know what it was like at Stoke Newington. They, um, yeah, they didn't manage to score too many runs either, did they? I mean, there was at 1.3 for 5, I think, when I looked at the scorecard. So to get the 37, probably a bit of a miracle in some ways seeing where they were so yeah, yeah I mean SKLPCC um, 207 for 9 and then Stoke Newton 37 all out so a bit of a day yeah. to sort of just you know write off forget about it and move on until next week for Stoke Newton I imagine yep well I mean Theo Bannister 24 out of 37 all out I mean yeah. respect you he, he, he's done what he could there but um, but yeah you've you got to write it off the problem for them now is they are um, 21 points drift to London Tigers, so they're getting on for two games away from safety. So they need to turn things around and, and, and turn it around pretty, pretty quick. Um, shout out to um, all I've got is an initial R Vicaria eight for 19 there for for, uh, um, for SKLP. So that's a pretty impressive bowling performance. Stoke Newington weren't the only ones who struggled runs wise um, either. Uh, in in the Tower Hamlets v London Tigers game, um, Tower Hamlets fifty six. All out, London Tigers 59 for two. So that that's, makes a big impact in terms of London Tigers' uh, ability to stay up. Sammy Hyder played, so didn't bat, didn't bolt. He's obviously in for his fielding. I can yeah. imagine him sort of loitering around cover point, jaunty Rhodes-esque, maybe, maybe not. But I mean, not needed with bat or ball. I don't think he can throw much at the moment, so I imagine he's probably quite close to the, to the, to the wickets because he's always going to be one to him otherwise. But yeah, um, I think the, the SKL... PC bowlers, Rikesh, I think his first name is. Apologies. Is it Rikesh? Off. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't Rikesh, quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Sammy yeah. Hyder, day and off. You're yesterday. also right about Sammy. Yeah. yeah. Feet up, probably. Slippers on. Yeah, chilling. What he will not have been is um, sweeping the boundary over on the leg side. No. I can't see that happening. As you say, there's no chance of the ball getting pinged in. So, um, all good for the Tigers. An early finish and 10 points for them. If we move into Division 4, well, um, K-plus looking good. They're 15 points clear at the top. Um, they probably expected to win at the weekend. They were playing bottom of the table, Headstone Manor. But Assumption is the mother of all cock-up, so um, they didn't take it lightly. They chased down 93 with, I guess, the minimum of fuss. They were five down, but um, they got there in the end. Besbrook, they're second, um, or we think they're second. Um, they, they, they only had a winning draw at the weekend against West Harrow. Uh, 240 for nine, which is decent effort by Besbra, and then West Harrow 175 for seven. So very much the winning draw to Besbra. Um, the other game I wanted to highlight there, and I say we think Besbra are second, uh, there was clearly a bit of a mess between old Isleworthians and Pinner Challengers. Now, I've heard a number of different versions of what happened. All of it sounds like it's it's going to be pretty gruesome for the league exec to uh, to clear up. What I do know is that the, that the panel umpire that started the game didn't finish the game. He left the ground um, and there were disagreements about 
the quality of the pitch and whether the game should carry on. Um, and I think the league executive is is currently looking into it. Now, given I wasn't there, given you weren't there, I'm not sure we can say anything definit- definitive about it. Um, but certainly um, the score that is on, that is currently on the County League website may well not be the score that ultimately... Um, that ultimately, well, no, I say that it might be the score that ultimately carries forward. But the league exec will decide on this game in the next few days, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll simply deal with whatever they that they that they throw back at us. Okay. Division five, um, Willow Leather, um, top of the table, Sal. So Dan, was that, was that your side from last year? Who you think will get back to back promotions? Willow Leather, because they've had a good win. Well, it's funny you should mention it, Sal, but I. Definitely tipped them with, with a mi- minimum of knowledge, if the truth be known. But yeah, they're doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, and brushed aside Peshwar, um, eight wicket win. Um, mm-hmm. Peshwar, one, two, three, all out, and one, two, five for two with Oleba. So yeah, they are definitely on a good run at minimum the moment. Minimum of No hanging around mm-hmm. there at all. Absolutely. I mean, the rest of the division was a bit a bit um, more straightforward than, than normal. Division five's normally got plenty of entertainment in it. Um, Sami Bappa, they dropped out of the promotion places um, because they lost to New Calypsonian. Slightly interesting one, this, Sal, because they, they declared after 50 overs on 222 for two. Oh. And much as I, I like the 222 for two thing, um, the, I think it's quite interesting to only have lost two wickets in 50 overs and to go at that point. And I, I wonder whether it sounds like it wasn't such a tricky track to bat on maybe they went a bit early but always difficult to know with these declarations uh, and, and you know you, you you make the decision at the time and, and reflecting back on it can often be um can be a bit unfair but new calypsonians certainly got there two two three for six and that means that swami Bapa move um out of second place and into third because london sportif have gone second as uh, united sports uh, conceded and there were a few concessions around. I know that there was um, quite a significant religious festival taking place in, in London and around the world this weekend and in Division 6 there were two cancellations because of that festival um, and, and that's that's clearly had some knock-on effects in terms of results around the ground. London Super Kings, their top uh, 12 points clear in Division 6 um, but they had a scare. Um, it was 207 all out versus 204 all out against South Harrow, so they, you know, they maintain their position, but certainly a bit closer than some of their results have been of late. Um, Kieran uh, Vitikiti, 56 not eight, bat an eight for the Super Kings. Looks like a decent innings. And Umar Azar, who's a keeper, a skipper for South Harrow, 79. So, so they they were clearly the key knocks there. You think they move up from third to second because they beat um, Stallions? They chased 163 for. Um, for the loss of seven, so looks a decent game of cricket, and Youthwing will be pleased with that because they've been up in the top three all season. Um, the big news, though, in this division, Sal, and it is monstrously big news. Tamil United, right? What happened there? And you know, it's one of them sides. I've kind of decided to check the results every sort of Saturday and see how they've gone. They haven't won a game all season, had they? So I'm yep. kind of praying or willing them on to get their first win, and it happened. So I'm delighted for Tamil United. And it's um, not just they haven't won a game; they haven't got a point. They're yeah. on nil. Yeah. So, I mean, I can imagine, I mean, they've got a clubhouse or where they go after, but it must have been a pretty full-on party last night taking place, just the fact they've got their first point. So, congratulations to Tamil United. Yeah, so they beat Harrow Millennium. Um, close yeah, absolutely. Game, close game. Yeah. 204 versus 192. So, they, um, you know, they won back in first. I had a quick chat with their skipper, 
um, Diru, uh, Dilip Purusofthaman, I think, and I apologise, Dilip, if I've not got your name right there, but he came up with some, some pretty clear messages from this. They took their catches, Sal. He said, catches win matches. It's a cliche, it's an old adage, but we took ours and that's why we won the game. And, you know, many a captain through the years has said that, right? If you drop catches, you gift your opponents opportunities. And it sounds like Tammy United stepped up to the plate. So well done to them. Uh, they're, they're on a roll. They're 10 points to the good. And um, fingers crossed that they get a few more between now and the end of the season. Where are we in terms of our high and low scores? Sal, anything to note there? So, I mean, as you said, the weather's made a massive impact on some, some of the tracks we're playing. So there are a few some high-scoring games. Um, first seven high score goes to Harrow, 320 for five against the East Coast. Yep. And the low score, um, unfortunately, goes to Stoke Newington and 37 all out in their game against SK or PC. Yep, tough on that, 37 all out. But they will go again next week. And throughout the whole league, was there anything more than 320? So there was, yes. Um, Paragraph for 11 playing Crouch in 4. So Paragraph for 11 and Mass 3, 4, 4 for 9. So that is a, that's a really that's good a beast. Sort of, uh, sport to pull up, isn't it, really? So, yeah, good on them. And they decked after 45, didn't they? They were 3 for 4 for 9. I suppose they're 9 down, so you, you probably don't expect yeah. number 11 to really carry on at 10 and over. And it's, it, that's definitely the right time to deck. But if they hadn't have done that, they would have, uh, they would have got even more. Uh, and Crouch End um, definitely digging in um, to make sure they don't lose their 155 for seven chasing that lower score there was nothing worse than Stoke Newington right yes unfortunately the honours go to them this week 37 yep yep they, they, they keep if honours is the right word that they, they win the win the trophy this week for the lowest score um, we did have a dig in of the day that looked um, like a dig in of the day it involved old Isleworthians twos actually they were chasing 302 for six against Ali Pally um, which is, you know, that's a fair old, fair old score in, 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 in any cricket, but certainly in Division 4 of the second tier. And they were 94 for 6 in 47. So we have seen deeper digs in of the day, if that's the phrase, but that's still, uh, I think, a pretty good um, if we can't win we won't lose type approach to the game. So uh, a shout out to Old Isleworthians twos. Um, any cup news about Sal? Much been going on? Yeah, just before we move into that, I've actually just spotted something that I think is worthy of a mention. So, um, London Tigers, oh, yeah. in, their, in their fixtures, actually had a very good day. They bowled out Tamil Hamlets for 56. And I mean, these figures are standout figures. Um, Mazarik Bow, 9.1 overs, 7 maidens, 7 for 8. Not bad, is it? Ooh. That's all right, that, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. Can't, can't knock that one. So, um, that one. well done to Mazar. Cool. Yeah. Mm. And in terms of the cups, much action yeah. for us to. Yeah, well, busy day today. Yeah, the, the, the two cups have been taking place today, so we're in the quarterfinal stages so of the season of the Compton and the Middlesex Cup. Um, we had four fixtures today, and the teams that have qualified for or, or in the semi-final now are Kraut Chen, who will be host. Or I think travelling to Ealing in the semi-final, and then we have Richmond, I think, who will be at home to Stanmore. So I'm double check that should be on the website by now. So yeah, so they're the four semi-finalists. Ealing, Crouchen, Richmond and Stanmore. So Stanmore actually are hosting Richmond. So Richmond are last year's champions. So they'll travel to Stanmore. And Ealing, as I said, will be hosting Crouchen in the semi-final. So four Prem sides, as expected, are through to the final four. And they should be, the game should be taking place, I think, August the 21st. And then in we've got the Middlesex Trophy, which is for sides in um, Div 2 and Div 3. Mainly, mainly Div 2, mainly, so yeah, Div 2 and Div 3. Um, and yep. we have now 
there's not one result that come through yet. I mean, I did see it at the half-time break. Wickham House were playing Southgate. Wickham House have posted, I think, something like 2.30. So whoever wins that game, Southgate, Wickham House will play Southampton, and then they'll be at home, Wickham House or Southgate. The other semi-final is between Harrowtown and Brentford, who both won today as well. So um, we could have um, an all-division two group of semi-finals here, unless Wickham House for the party. So, yeah, so these, again, should be played the 21st of August, or by then, I imagine. So, yeah, both comps coming to their sort of climax and some mouth-watering semi-finals to look forward to. Sounds interesting. Always the business end. Always the most interesting part of the whole thing, I think, because there's, there are quite a lot of sides, as we said before, who really struggle to get decent outfits out in the early rounds. But by the time you get to the semi-finals, people have realised there's a pot to be won here. Uh, and, and often there's some fantastic cricket. And finals day, for want of a better phrase, is normally normally quite an entertaining um, day's worth of cricket. So, all good. Did you catch up on, and I, I'm, I'm going to spring this on you, Sal, we haven't talked about this before, but did you catch on up on the results of the two rep side games last week? I know there were two. I know one was played at Hornsey, one was played at Teddington. Um, any news on how our guys got on? Yeah, so um, defeats in both games. Um, one, the first, I think the Tuesday game, the guys popped up a bit of a fight. Um, from what I gather... Middlesex did post quite a big score, um, and we gave it sort of you know a good sort of go in the end, but fell short. But then the game on Thursday at Hornsey was a bit of a one-sided game, really, because um, it was dominated by the Middlesex twos. Um, they they again, I think they scored an excess of three hundred, and we fell way yep. way below that in terms of what we got in response. So um, all in all, I'm sure a good outing. For, for both for both for both outfits, you know, some good experience some of our guys who come up against some of these senior players and then obviously I'm sure the guys at Moonsets enjoyed what they have to do as well. So um so actually yeah I've got the results right. So Tuesday's game actually close to I four actually should have mentioned this. So Moonsex twos won by two wickets. Um got home in the end and as I said Tuesday so Thursday's game was a bit more one sided. Moonsex twos won by hundred and sixty five runs. So mm, that was okay. yeah results of those two games but yeah good games yep. sound, good, good things to do and I, I, I mean it's easy for me to say sitting here but the result doesn't matter that much I just like to see some of our guys who've done well being asked to play against you know professional first class cricketers and, um, and and last year I think it was a it, it, there were two really close games um, that, that were played up at Merchant Taylor's school and this year you know not quite so close but still I think you know really good things for the league to be to be involved in um Cool. Any yeah, any other yeah. AOB that we need to know yeah, about? Yeah, just, just on that and another point. So I think what was good from um, the signs out, it wasn't just all Prem players. You, you know, you might just thought it might be made of yeah. all the players. And yeah. We had guys from Jim Carner, um, Brent Firm, East Coast playing as well. So it's good that they were sort of spread around in, in selection-wise of who was picked. So it was a bit of a range from Prem down to, to Div 2, which is really good. So as I said, the, the players especially, I know um, East Coast keeper, George Harvey, good young keeper, he kept on Thursday, so that'd been a good experience for him to sort of be involved in that in that sort of game situation. So, yeah, as I said, it, good Absolutely. in the way it was managed. I yeah. think that was really good. Um, quickly before I do end, um, I think this Sunday, uh, Richmond will go to I think they go to Hornchurch for the for their region sort of T Twenty finals section. So, Richmond, I know Hornchurch are there from Essex. I think Potters Bar they're from Hertfordshire. I'm not sure which is the fourth county and which club is representing the fourth county, but. Um, Hopefully Richmond will will make it through to to the next stage, but it will be it will be tough going. But I think with the side they have, if everyone's available, they'll definitely be up there for a chance. So good luck to Richmond on Sunday. 
Absolutely. Yeah, fingers crossed that they, they go well. You, you couldn't agree more. Um, one final thing from me. Both you and I have got a long week ahead, right? It's um, North London's Cricket Week. It's Twickenham's Cricket Week. I, I'm playing on the Wednesday, all-day game, curry lunch, looking forward to it. Uh, getting the sun cream out, well, floppy sun. Out. It's going to be then. fantastic. You've not been tempted to play in North London's Cricket Week, have you? I've not been invited to the curry on a Wednesday. I'm disappointed by that, Dan. I, mean, I might fall out oh, of this. If you, you, you can come in, okay. Sam. You're more okay. than welcome. We can make an extra place. Um, yeah, we've got... So we've got <laughs> games for... Yeah. We've got Enfield come back again. So as I said last week, we've got a, a trio game against Enfield. So we played on Thursday in their cricket game. We tied. We beat them yesterday. So is it their turn to win tomorrow? Who knows? Um, and then Thursday's our President's Day, which is always a good day. So we've got fixtures like you have all, all week taking place. So um, I think I'm umpiring tomorrow and I'm umpiring on, on President's Day, which is always a good day. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll be... Oh, so I was going to ask about whether you had many games, but two, two games is probably right. I mean, you, I guess yeah. you could probably do more if you wanted, but you'll just fry out in the, the summer sun, yeah. won't you? Yeah, it's going to be hot again this week. So, And also, actually, it's, it's, this is a plea to AP, and we'll just, I'm sure some of the guys are listening to this. I left my sun cream there yesterday. It's a blue tub, uh, so... I'm going to pick it up, put it behind the bar, next time I'll pick it up. And you need it. I'll I'll be needing that exactly very soon. Good, good. Well, go well this week, Sal. Um, Make sure you have a few early nights along the way. I'm going to be trying hard to do that, making no promises, but I'll be trying hard. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll reconvene next week and see what week 14 brings. Brilliant, Dan. Top man. See you next week, yeah? Cheers, Sal. All the best. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.